Who do you look like? What do you look like? What do you look at? Today our reading of 2 Corinthians 3 develops the paradox that as Christians our look should be both constant as well as being constantly changed. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, fading though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was fading away came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We're not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. But their minds were made dull. For to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Paul refers to the time in Exodus 34, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two stone tablets on which God had written the law. Moses had been in the presence of the Lord and his glory for 40 days, and his face reflected a little of that brilliance. He placed a veil over his face, both because its glory scared the Israelites, and also because he knew the glory wasn't lasting, and he didn't want them to see the brilliance fading. Paul teaches that even though the law, the old covenant, was given with God's glory, it pales into insignificance beside the eternal brilliance of the new covenant. For the law didn't have the power to change people, and because we were unable to keep it, God's judgment was revealed and brought us spiritual death. But the new covenant reveals the grace of God. It's eternal and gives life through the Spirit. And verse 18 tells us something else happens too. It says that we are being transformed into his likeness. 
The word transform is the same word used to describe what happened to Jesus during his transfiguration. It describes a change on the outside that comes from the inside. It is a gradual process. We don't get like him by trying hard, but by gazing at him and reflecting on him constantly. The more we look at Jesus, the more we welcome the Spirit to indwell us, the more we will be constantly changed from the inside into his likeness, from one degree of glory to another. Paul started chapter 3 by saying he and his fellow evangelists do not need references in order to recommend themselves to the church. The transformed lives of the Corinthian believers are their letter of reference. Only the grace of God, ministered by the power of the Spirit, can transform dying sinners into living epistles that glorify Jesus. As I'm caught up in wonder that I am being transformed by the Spirit into the likeness of Christ, I'm also challenged that this should be a transformation that is known and read by everyone I meet. Phil Moore takes up this theme of being a, a living letter. He writes, Our friends and neighbours may never read Paul's letters to the Corinthians, but, praise God, they will definitely read another letter which God has written on our lives. Hundreds of people around you today will read God's word simply by virtue of being with you. How does the letter of your own life read? Simon Gibbode demonstrated vividly in the church car park service recently how God gives us a fresh sheet of paper each day for the Spirit to write our letter on. Oh, wonderful Jesus, thank you for that clean sheet of paper for today. May I constantly look and reflect on you today, on your righteousness, love, truth, justice, healing power, salvation, wisdom, obedience. And as I do so, please help me to reflect you to those I encounter. Amen.